You're listening to the Colts Blue Zone Podcast with Mike Chappell and Dave Griffiths. Hey, all Welcome to the Colts Blue Zone Podcast. I am Dave Griffiths. Thank you for joining us this week as the first week post-minicamp is uh, underway here in the NFL true offseason. We'll call it that as the Colts offseason program has wrapped up. And there are still five more weeks to go until the Horseshoes reunite for training camp up in Westfield. That'll be at the end of July. Now, for the next couple weeks, our plan here on the podcast, even though the Colts are gone, there's not a whole lot going on in the NFL world. We didn't want to fully take some weeks off. We want to keep delivering you guys some content. So uh, we're going to be uh, delivering you some uh, interviews that we've done throughout minicamp. That was uh, last week. Uh, There were a few less than I expected, to be honest, because the Colts uh, did cancel one of the three mini camp practices, decided that they were all done with their uh, their offseason program one day early, broke camp. And uh, so just uh, we have some today. We have some next week. Like I said, uh, we're going to focus on uh, head coach and quarterbacks this week. And uh, certainly understandable is that's where uh, the focus on this offseason should be for the Colts is the new head coach in Shane Steichen. And new quarterback, whether that's going to be week one, Gardner Minshew or Anthony Richardson. But of course, for the long term, will be Anthony Richardson's team, or at least that is the plan from the top down uh, inside the Colts front office. So uh, we will hear from Coach Shane Steichen first as the Colts broke minicamp this past week. He did. He looked natural. You know, we just uh, just broke camp. We had a little uh punt competition with the big guys catching punts. They had to catch two. We had six guys up and first two caught it. I mean, it was too easy maybe. We should have put it back a little more, but it was fun. Uh, thought it was a good off season, a good start, a good foundation of what we're trying to get done here. Uh, and then training camp will be here before we know and we'll be ready to roll. So with that, I'll take questions. What, what tells you that, I mean, that was a good off season? What, what, as a coach, do you Yeah, I think away? the biggest thing that, you know, I was looking for was the chemistry and the energy, you know what I mean? And really just detailing up what we want to get done offensively and defensively. And just attention to details, uh, a big part of what I believe in. And uh, I thought the guys did that. You know, we had our ups and downs at moments, but again, bouncing back and not making the same mistake twice uh, was big for those guys, but uh, was pleased with where everyone's at. Pleased with the progress of the, of the young quarterback. I'm really yeah. just a snapshot. But. Yeah, I am. And, you know, it'll be you know, obviously we'll get pads on in training camp, you know, to get, you know, the real rush and the real feel and all that stuff. But pleased with where he's at, you know, grasping the offense. And it's day by day process, you know, with any player, whether it's quarterback, receiver, tight ends, running backs, DBs, all those different things. But, you know, pleased with where he's at. We've got to keep working and uh, we'll go from there. What would put him in some think? different situations between red zone and some of the hurry up? Do you feel like does he kind of embrace the challenge of learning that way? Yeah, I think so. I think, that, you know, this week, you know, we installed a lot of things during the offseason. This week, we kind of just put it all, it was all in this week. You know what I mean? It was unscripted periods and just call it periods and going from there. And, you know, stuff that might have not been, you know, scripted over the last, you know, two weeks showed up today in the call it period. So it's good to, you know, stress the mind on everybody and see where everyone's at. What you the most about Gardner and Anthony? You know what, Gardner's a, he's a really good leader. You know, played a lot of football in this league. Um, just really pleased that, you know, with his mindset and how he attacks every single day. And then obviously, you know, being with Anthony and Anthony seeing how he works, you know, when you have that veteran presence around with a young quarterback to see that, I always think that helps. Uh, but I'm really pleased with both those guys. Okay, what do you think of the passing offense these last two days? Um, you know, we need to be better there. We definitely need to be better there. And that's, that's stuff we're going to look at, obviously, and uh, we'll continue to improve on that. Any update on Isaiah? Uh, no. I don't have anything for you. Shane, uh, when you do get to training camp, just what do you anticipate just from a competitive standpoint in terms of 
the roster? Like, do you see a competitive roster right now? I do. I think obviously, you know, once we get into it, you know, looking at things, there's going to be some position battles like there always is in every year and every camp. Um, but, you know, just the intensity, the energy, you know, I want to, I want these guys to play with passion, you know, and have a lot of energy. And, uh, you know, that's going to show up when these pads come on and kind of see, you know, who, you know, who the dogs are, you know, when it comes out. So what kind of value does an elite running back add to an offense? Um, Shoot, I think, you know, when you got a guy that can, you know, break big runs, you know what I mean? There's guys that can get three, four yards a pop, but when you got a guy that can really hit it and, you know, create those explosives in the run game, I think that, that definitely helps your offense. Yeah, I know Gardner and Nancy mentioned yesterday getting together with wideouts. Yeah. Obviously, pretty much every team does. Yeah. Does it take on more importance considering their newness and the lack of reps for Pittman and Downs out here? Yeah, I think with anything, right? You got a new young quarterback, and obviously, and, and Gardner's new to the system, and not new to the system, but new to the team, and just being around guys. And the more you can, you know, throw with those guys and be around those guys, the better you're going to become as a football team. So, the time away from this building that they get together and go do their thing, I think it's definitely going to help. We didn't see Jake Witt or, or Zach Moss the last couple of days. Are they dealing with anything? Um, Jake Witt's got a little personal deal, um, and then Zach, uh, he just had another, a baby. Hey, congrats there to Zach Moss on uh, he uh, having a baby, and uh, congrats to Michael Pittman Jr., who this camp as well, also, uh, or this offseason, I should say, as well. Uh, had uh, their second child, he and his wife. So uh, something in the water, Colts headquarters. Good for them. Um, but uh, as to Shane Steichen, and what he had to say, uh, not a verbose gentleman, as uh, for any of you who have listened to one of his press conferences uh, could quickly tell. He, it, this is not Frank Reich. This is not uh, the preacher Frank Reich who can go on and on and will go on and on. Um, and it didn't, there's nothing wrong with either of these approaches uh, for, from my perspective in the media, for crying out loud. Uh, not, that, not that my perspective matters at the end of the day. Uh, but uh, in, in this specific case with, with Shane, being direct, being to the point uh, is a valuable thing, uh, I think. And it can be a valuable thing. So, um, so anyway, that, that's him. Uh, that's uh, talking mostly about the offense and the quarterbacks. And that's to be... Like I said, to be expected earlier, since uh, so much of this offseason is about finding a new head coach, finding a new quarterback, um, that uh, they, that they, meaning they, the Colts, hope to pair together for the next decade plus. And uh, it, more questions about the defense, I'm sure, will come. I think a lot of the defense right now, like you, it, it's hard to really evaluate the defense. Uh, much at all you can do some things at least with the offense uh, during training camp from from our perspective to be able to watch them during the uh, the portions that are open to the media so we get a little bit more insight um, as to their ability but defense with no pass rush and especially where the Colts are right now with cornerbacks with uh, guys who are hurt and Isaiah Rogers situation um, they've been rotating guys in there that may or may not see the playing field uh, when it comes to the games that matter uh, in September and beyond. So, so like I said, a lot of questions focusing on offense there for Shane Steichen. It's what he's done in the past is what he was brought in to do now. It's what he was brought in to do, to develop this next quarterback, whoever it was going to be. turned out to be Anthony Richardson. And so that's going to be uh, the focus in training camp as well. Uh, if any of you uh, uh, do tune in to any Colts uh, press conferences or head on to their uh, YouTube site and watch them later, uh, that, that's what you're going to get a lot of content for, is uh, listening to what he thinks about the quarterbacks. And 
in the uh, in the off season here, um, this is kind of the base, the the foundation that that's being laid. We'll we'll get to the semantics and the nitty gritty and the really good and the really bad when there is actually really good and really bad to talk about when you actually go up against another team and uh, you get to see them on the field in that aspect. So, um, I, I liked also the question uh, that uh, Indy Stars Joel Erickson posted about the value of an elite running back there to Shane Steichen uh, to an offense because. That's we, we talked about this the other week right here with uh, with Mike Chappell, with Matt Adams on the Colts Blue Zone podcast um, that with uh, just with, with Jonathan Taylor entering the last year of his contract and running backs around the league, i.e. Josh Jacobs, i.e. Saquon Barkley, i.e. Dalvin Cook not getting paid this offseason, then what exactly is the value of an elite running back? Obviously, teams specifically when we're talking about those re- those players were talking about three specific teams but you could make an argument about the entire nfl as well do not value elite running backs the way elite running backs want to be valued and certainly not the way running backs were valued 10 15 years ago when you had adrian peterson and before that ladanian tomlinson priest holmes and marshall falk uh frank gore in his heyday uh curtis martin those types of running backs uh, were that, – that was the age of running backs. And even before that in the NFL when you had guys like Emmett Smith, Thurman Thomas, obviously uh, NFL teams and offenses were so much more reliant on elite running backs. And that's just not the case anymore. Uh, it, it's about the passing game. It's about moving the ball down the field. It's about having a dynamic quarterback and wide receiving core. And that's what the Colts hope they have with Anthony Richardson for sure. Um, but – but the question becomes, and Shane Steichen answered uh, it uh, to uh, to to a point: the the value of having an elite running back, and it certainly adds something to an offense. But if you ask NFL head coaches and offensive coordinators uh, across the NFL, what would you rather have: an elite running back or an elite wide receiver? It's more than two thirds for sure. Would say elite wide receiver. I would I would bet thirty out of the thirty two at least would say wide receiver over running back, uh, if not all 32, uh, because of just the progression of NFL offenses, I think, over the past decade. So uh, speaking of Jonathan Taylor, we will hear from him next week. Uh, he was in a slew of other players, but like I said, we're kind of focusing on quarterbacks this week, head coach Shane Steichen as well, so we heard from Steichen. Um, we'll get to the next two quarterbacks next. We'll start with the rookie, Anthony Richardson, his first offseason in the NFL now complete. Uh, here is what he had to say at minicamp uh, this, this past week with the Colts. Hey, just what's, what's been your impression so far this lifestyle, being an NFL quarterback, being in the facility, running an offense? How's it been about the penalty kind of this uh, I'm just here, so I won't get fined. No, nah, I'm just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But uh, <laughs> no, nah, I'm kidding. Uh, I told my mom I was gonna do that. But um, you know, it, it's been everything I dreamed of. You know, it's a lot of work. And I, when I say a lot of work, I mean a lot of work. You know, just being in here with the vets, just working, watching them work, and then just trying to find my own routine with that, within everything, and just grind day in, day out. You know. Everything I've doing though, but it definitely is a lot. Have things slowed down for you from day one to now? I mean, to where you're just not overwhelmed, or did you ever feel overwhelmed? Have things slowed down for you? Oh, things are definitely slowed down. Um, it was my first day 
practicing with the vets was way different from rookie minicamp. You know, I just see guys flying around. Uh, I pulled the ball on his own read one time, and the, the end was chasing me. He was like right next to me. I'm like, okay, this is different. So uh, it was definitely going fast, but the next day I noticed some uh, progress, and I was just relaxing and just trusting what I was studying. But it's, it's definitely slowed down for me. People have been saying that they've, they've seen you coming out of your shell a little bit, getting more comfortable. Are you feeling that now? Is it starting to feel more like home? Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, uh, the main thing when it comes to that is just finding the routine, you know, finding my place in the building, uh, finding what I need to work on, uh, get advice from the vets, and just understand what they want from me. You know, uh, sometimes I have to remember that I am a rookie and I don't know everything and I have to, you know, just trust the process. But it's just a matter of getting information and just being myself and just finding my routine. How much do you grow from the mistakes that you make? This happens. You go back and watch some tape and you have all time to grow to study. Do you grow a lot I feel like you have to. You know, um, this game, you know, margin error is so small and playing against pros. So um, mistakes, you have to limit them. No, nobody's perfect. You're going to make mistakes, but you have to learn from mistakes. You know, um, I'm constantly trying to, you know, get information and learn from my, my mistakes just so I can, you know, do my job the best I can for the team. And how will you spend the next month and a half before being? You know, I'll be uh, getting with the receivers, you know, getting with Gardner, um, trying to get in the building here so I can, you know, just constantly learn information and just build chemistry because the season's right around the corner. You know, it's coming up fast. So I was just trying to just get better, master my craft, get in the playbook a lot more, get chemistry with the receivers a lot more as well. What about the margin for error? How much you learned about the margin for error in the red zone in the NFL and some of those looks when it comes to just how accurate, how precise everything was scoring those situations? I've learned a lot. Uh, first red zone day, you know, I realized like how small the windows were and how fast the defense can react to certain things. You know, uh, one minute you think, oh, that's an easy touchdown, I got him. And you throw it, it's a little late. DB just reacts to it. So I definitely have realized that the margin of error is definitely small. So it's just a matter of mastering my craft and just being ahead of the defense whenever the time comes. Kenny Ford's just saying that he's observed you like really studying your notes in the morning before the meetings and that thing. Um, what, what is, how, how do you approach it from that perspective? Because I mean, just showing up and doing very minimal time. Right? So what, what have you done now? For one, my position and the light that I'm in, you know, I can't do the bare minimum. You know, uh, the team will not allow that. I will not allow that for myself. I know um, GM, coach, and the owners definitely won't, don't want that for me. So it's just a matter of me just putting the work in, you know, and I'm not just doing it for show, you know, because I actually want to learn this information, know this information for the team, because I don't want to get thrown out there and I'm lost and the team's like, why is this dude out there? So I just want to make sure I'm, I'm on point with everything and I'm doing my job the best way I can. Anthony, how are you fitting into Shane's offense? Oh, I'm loving it. You know, uh, day in, day out, you know, I'm studying it, looking at it, asking questions every day, just trying to uh, get advantages, you know, because defenses, I know they're, they're going to prepare for our offense. So I'm just trying to make sure I can do it the best way I can. And when the time does come, you know, we're beating them because they can't stop us. They had a couple of uh, former greats come back and talk to you all rookies um, last night before picking particular Edward James. What would you like to interact with him in the picking line? No, whenever any NFL legend, former player, is anybody that has been in this situation comes to speak to you, you always want to listen, open up ears, because they've been through the process before. Like, we're new to this, uh, and I'm talking about the rookies, we're new, we don't really know much. So getting information from them, you know, especially Hall of Famers, you know, that's something you, know, you need to pay attention to because you know, eventually you want to be in, in that person's shoes and 
I mean, want to win championships and just be the best version of yourself. Anthony, if you move here now, I mean, is, is this home now or are you still keeping this game still, still right now on your own? I feel like this is home. You know, I got me a spot. Um, sleep there, you know, wake up there. So so uh, it definitely feels like home. Uh, I try to visit Gainesville whenever I can just to see my family, see my friends and stuff. But, you know, this is home, and, you know, I'm trying to make it home forever. How much have you seen beyond Walgreens at this point? <laughs> that, is, that is a great question. Um, I did go bowling, and I went to a hibachi spot, but I haven't seen much, you know. Uh, just seen my playbook a lot, and I think that it's going to be like that for a while. Shane wouldn't say, but did y'all get a rematch in bowling? If so, who won? Now, okay, he did beat me uh, that one time, but we didn't get a rematch yet. And I'm going to rematch when I bring my ball up here because I do have a ball, and I didn't have my ball then. And I was used to playing with my ball, so I'm going to get him. Anthony, when you do look at the playbook, when you do look at it, what excites you about some of the nuances that are in there for you? Mm. I don't know. Um, you know, as a QB, when you never you see deep shots in the playbook, you know, you get excited because you like to throw the ball deep, beat the, beat the coverage whenever it does happen. But I just get excited when I'm looking at it in general because it's all new to me. And I'm like, okay, what's this? What's this? Got to ask questions. Coach, how does this relate to this? And what happens if they do this? So just getting information and just taking it in, that's, I just love it. What is Gardner to your development? He was saying, like, you told him after that first day, Man, this is fast. So how much he helps you just adjust to like the NFL? You know, he's he's been through it. Sam's been through it. You know, they just helped me stay calm. You know, because as a rookie, especially QB, you know, it's a lot, and you will see it as too much. And they just helped me, you know, stay sane and just like it's a, all part of the process. We've all been through it. We all want to know everything, but we can't. You know, so it's just a matter of learning and going through those practices where it does seem too fast for me. And I do make mistakes here and there. You know, it's like, okay, I made this mis mistake because of that, and I have to fix it, you know, in the future. So, yeah, how much does it help to have Gardner, who's kind of been in this with Shane already, just as someone who's in the room and kind of help, help you do it? It helps a lot because, you know, not only me asking questions to Coach Shane, you know, I can talk to Gardner, I can talk to Sam because he's running a similar offense as well. So, just talking to them, you know, they help, you know, simplify it for me. You know, coach is going to teach it the way he does. And, you know, as a QB that's played in the offense, you know, he might see it a little different because he's on the field. So just getting information from Gartner and Sam, you know, it's definitely helpful. It keeps me sane. Yeah, <laughs> you want to be the starting quarterback here. I know, you know, whatever happens, happens. But what do you think will be the determining factor in, in you getting that opportunity at some point? What do you think is going to get you there specifically? Honestly, I'm not sure. You know, um, I guess it's whenever Coach Stacken feels like I'm ready, you know, to be be out there. You know, uh, he's confident that I know the stuff, confident I can lead the team, and confident I can win NFL games. So it's just a matter of him, you know, feeling like I'm ready or not, and just me trying to make strides every day. And you find that balance between like giving yourself grace for the things you don't know, but also like that competitive fire where it's like, now I want to know it tomorrow. Like, how do you find that? And I, I talk to Coach Jim Bob, uh, Coach Cam, and Coach Stacking about it all the time. You know, I ask them, like, am I good? Like, am I behind or anything? Um, I just have to remember that I'm a rookie, you know. Uh, I ha I want to learn everything. I want to know everything, like, right now. And I tell them, like, I want to know everything. But I can't because I haven't seen everything. I haven't even played my first game yet. So, 
it's, it's just a matter of remembering that I'm a rookie, but also just, you know, making sure that I can be the best rookie there is. So that's really it. Anthony, on the outside, on the outside, so many people want to talk about like your athleticism as a quarterback, upside your your arm. But I guess in time, what do you hope people will think about when they think about you? Hopefully, I just think they think that I'm a great quarterback. You know, despite you know all the things I can do physically. You know, God blessed me with that, and I'm thankful. But you know, the game isn't. Always physical, you know. Um, like I said earlier, playing against pros, those guys are you know, physically gifted as well. You know, everybody's running four fours, four fives, four sixes. So just because I'm fast doesn't mean you no, know, I can just run around people because they're fast as well. So just to, I just want to you know get mentally better you know, every day and go out there and play quarterback and not just be you know a freak athlete that knows how to throw the ball far. And that's the key, right? Mental development in your rookie. I mean, he, he doesn't need to physically develop anymore. He's physically as good as you can get uh, right now. Obviously, if you're, if you're talking about physical tools like accuracy, that, that's that's different. I'm talking about physical tools like athletic ability. Uh, you're, you're not going to be a uh, better quarterback if you look at physical tools specifically. And the NFL Combine proved that. We talked about that here on the podcast before with uh, talking about RAS scores. Um, how Anthony Richardson has scored uh, higher than any quarterback who ever tested at the NFL Combine. Uh, There are zero worries about his physical tools. Uh, If a quarterback can evade uh, a pass rush, he's probably going to – it's going to be him that does it. If a quarterback can physically uh, make a throw, have the physical capability to do so, he does uh, above or at the same level as – absolutely everyone else in the NFL right now. It's about mental development. It's about getting used to the NFL. It's about knowing that in the red zone, those windows are smaller. It's about knowing how to attack this specific defense that you're facing. It's about knowing when to check down, all those things that that go into how well a rookie quarterback, and beyond that, building on those bare bones basic principles of quarterback and go on into the future Peyton Manning looking back at what he did as a rookie he failed a lot I mean he still holds the NFL rookie record for uh, interceptions in a season so he, he failed a lot as a rookie and it helped him succeed later because you take all those experiences you learn from them and then you build on them and you can't be afraid of failure and it doesn't sound like Anthony Richardson is by by any metric uh, at all it's just a matter of how much he's going to fail this year and how much he's going to succeed because there's going to be both of them for sure and as a rookie you would expect the failures to outweigh the uh the successes and that's like i said to be expected you're not expecting him to come in and be peyton manning in year two or three uh you would love for him i think to be peyton manning in year one <laughs> that's uh that, that would make sense to me but um, but so so yeah that was that was Richardson. Uh, you hear him a little bit more coming out of his shell. Um, he he's a friendly guy by by nature. He's a mellow guy at the same time by nature. Um, low key. Uh, it, it's kind of just different from other quarterbacks like uh, Philip Rivers, who was here a couple years ago. Who that was 2020, which was obviously a new unique year for for everyone. But uh, even just talking to Philip Rivers on Zoom, you didn't have to be in the same room as him to realize how intense he was and how on it he was and uh, jacked up at times uh, he was. Uh, Anthony Richardson does not appear to be have 
uh, an ounce of that, at least when he's off uh, the field speaking with us. On the field, different story. Um, electric player. But, uh, but like I said, uh, if, you're, if you're an Anthony Richardson coming out of your shell, that doesn't mean you're going to all of a sudden be, be amped up, uh, jacked up, uh, rah-rah guy. Um, that, it's a different type of uh, coming out of a shell, just to be more comfortable around players, other teammates, coaches, and all that. And uh, if, if you're a Colts fan, hopefully it means that you're more comfortable with everything going on around you, with the playbook, with what you're expected uh, to do, with what is expected of you on this specific play, on the next specific play, all that stuff. So, um, so yeah, let's. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Colts Blue Zone Podcast, uh, at Colts Blue Zone rather, for um, news and notes throughout the week from the Colts. Uh, Mike Chapel is at mchapel51. I know he's taking some time off over these next uh, couple weeks to get set for training camp. Uh, Matt Adams, our producer, at Statomatty. Uh, I'm at Dave, uh, at Dave G underscore sports. And uh, so that was Anthony Richardson, the Colts rookie quarterback. Uh, let's move on to Gardner Minshew, brought in this offseason as someone who knows Shane Steichen's offense, who worked with him in Philadelphia uh, over the past two years and uh, at least right now is uh, taking the first first team reps uh, at Colts uh, offseason mini camp and anticipate the same for training camp. But anyway, here is Gardner Minshew. So you were just talking about uh, how Shane has kind of known longer than most of the guys. He's kind of instilled his culture, started to instill his culture and mentioned accountability a lot and mm-hmm. how that allows leaders to also be uh, able to hold people accountable. Can you? Yeah, man, it's been cool to see Shane's, you know, personality come out and, you know, how he installs the program and how he builds everything. Uh, and accountability is a big part. He's going to be hard on the coaches. He's going to be hard on the leaders. So that way, you know, that all trickles down. If you can be hard on your, you know, best players, then you can be hard on everybody. And luckily, I think we have a good group of guys that, you know, don't have an ego and are okay with getting coached and getting better admitting that when we're wrong. How does he balance that, right? Because you can't be that guy all the time, right? So how does he kind of counter that at times? Yeah. Well, it's not a personal thing. Like, you know, what you do as a football player isn't you. You know, it's just what you're doing. So, like, you know, if you mess up a route, like, it's not because you're a bad guy or you didn't want to. Like, hey, we're just going to fix it and get it right next time, you know? So I think, you know, it's just kind of how you frame it. Not really, which is a great thing, you know, he's staying true to uh, who he is, you know, staying true to his values. Um, it's cool to see some of the, you know, differences come out. You can see his personality and the things that he really um, believes in, you know, come out. But, uh, yeah, it's been cool to see how consistent he is. Carter, how do you like to spend this next, like, month and a half when you guys are away from the facility with Rand about the yeah, I'll take about a week off, go home, see everybody, and then be down in uh, Florida just training, getting ready to go um, pretty much until it's time. Will you try to throw some of the guys in between now? Yeah, I think uh, we're actually going to have a decent amount of guys down there, um, so it might be a good central location around everybody up. We've been talking a little bit about that, probably get with Anthony and figure out you know, a good way to do that. Gardner, for, for you, what's the balance between uh, competing and, and also knowing that you you have Anthony and, and maybe trying to help him along the way. What, what's kind of the, the give and take, the balance of, of doing both at the same time? Yeah, well, my performance doesn't really have anything to do with his performance. You know, I can go out there and be great. It's not going to affect him. He can go out there and be great. It's not going to affect me. So I think our whole room is just pushing to be the best that we can be and in that way serve the team the best we can. How would you describe the relationship that you all have kind of developed over the last few weeks? Saw some high fives and things like that. And it seems like you're his biggest cheerleader when we're out there for us. 
No, I think it's been great, man. I think we're all, you see it on film. You know, anytime somebody has a big play, you know, the other quarterbacks behind it are going crazy. And, you know, I think it's been a lot of good energy, a lot of camaraderie being built, a lot of high fives and smiles, you know. So I think those are all things, you know, when times get tough, you got to be able to rely on those strong relationships. And it's good to see those getting built. Does it take a certain type of makeup of the guys in that room for it to play out that way? Uh, for sure. You know, I mean, I, I think in any room, you know, but especially in quarterback, you, you got one guy that's going to be out there. Um, and at the end of the day, whoever's out there, you got to support them. And that's how we're going to win is through whoever's out there. So trying to help uh, in any way you can, whether you're out there or not. Have you seen, seen from, from your perspective, working around him, has he sort of settled down more? Is he still, you know, he's still new, mm -hmm. but he's still in the words. It's easier for him, more comfortable. Yeah, no, it's funny, man. I remember uh, like coming off the first day, he's like, man, that's fast. <laughs> like, yeah, it's only going to get slower, though, you know? So it's been cool to see him. He's really, he studies hard, he picks it up, he wants to learn. Um, so he's been doing a great job there, and he has been improving steadily, and I think he'll continue to. Along with that support and the relationship that you guys have, it looks like it's pretty competitive in the girls, too. You guys are pushing each other that way as well? For sure. I mean, the, the, the only way to get better is, you know, to push each other and, uh, you know, try to be the best you can. And having somebody right next to you, you know, kind of, you know, naturally picks that up a little bit. So it's been fun, man. Um, I think we got a good group and look forward to continuing working with them. Do you, I mean, you talk about just kind of working about your own performance to, to a great extent, but can you take some joy in watching the young quarterback, you know, make a big play or, or figure something out, you know, and, and see that development through there over time? Yeah, absolutely, man. It's, um, it's awesome, you know, kind of first time kind of being the older guy, you know, it's a little bit different. So, you know, it's cool to be able to help and, you know, wherever I can, um, you know, helping him and to see the things that he's picking up. It's exciting, man, because I remember, you know, kind of doing the same stuff and remember how hard, but also how fun it is, you know, when that starts clicking. So it's been a cool uh, to kind of see that part. You mentioned, you mentioned last week that one of the biggest learning person in quarterbacks is the red zone. Mm -hmm. How have you seen the afterwards just kind of attack that side of it, make mistakes, learn from it, and just realize maybe how accurate and yeah, the windows are certainly tighter down there, um, but also, you know, you don't have to force it. A lot of times, you know, the little low, low completions are good things, you know, checking the ball down is a good thing. So, you know, I think every time we step out there, picking up things, um, and I, I think he does a good job of taking, you know, the meeting room out to the field. Gardner, how would you describe the philosophy of this offense and what you guys want to accomplish? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think we kind of take what the defense gives us. I think we do a lot of things off complimentary looks, you know, our staple plays, having a twist or a wrinkle off those, having different motions and formations to set up, you know, the same play that we're pretty good at. Um, that's kind of the general idea. When you first got to Philadelphia, the Eagles were coming off of the offseason, new coach, somewhat, I mean, kind of similar to you. What do you think you learned in Philly about, you know, the way you guys – I think we were super process driven in Philly. That was one thing Coach Sirianni was all about. You know, he loves his plants and how the plants grow, you know. <laughs> and, uh, but uh, there's a lot of truth in that. You know, we we're just taking one step at a time. You know, I think a lot of people don't realize, I think we were like two and five that first year and kind of turned it around and we got to the playoffs. And it was the whole thing was just don't look up, you know, keep doing the things that we need to do, the things that we know work. Um, so I think you just stick to that, 
and trust in your process, and I'll get you where you need to go. Rodriguez obviously played for Shane when he's called plays for you in games. How would you describe him as a play caller in your game? Yeah, I think Shane has a has a great feel for the game. You know, has a great feel for when to speed it up, when to slow it down, when to get different guys involved. Uh, does a great job communicating with the guy that's in there. Um, and you know, he he's played the position, played quarterback, so you know can kind of see it from our eyes too. So he's a lot of fun to to play for. Senior impression, Walmart. Senior impression, Jim Bob Cooter. I knew him a little bit, but now seeing him kind of run the whole offense. Yeah, Jim Bob's been great, man. Um, yeah, had the previous experience with him in uh, Philly. Um, obviously saw everything he did in Jacksonville this year. He's been awesome, man. It's been a great room between Shane, Jim Bob, and Cam Turner, our quarterback coach. Uh, it's been a lot of fun just kind of talking through ball, figuring out you know, what we're going to try to be as an offense. Um, yeah, it's been great. Yeah, don't forget about Cam Turner there. Obviously focused on Shane Steichen as an offensive-minded coach, and then you throw in Jim Bob Cooter there for the, uh, the as an offensive coordinator too. But it's really a three-headed hydra or whatever that that is the uh, that has uh, the task of developing Anthony Richardson. It, it it is Steichen, obviously. It is Cooter, obviously, and it is Cam Turner who, uh, if you are unaware, was the uh, quarterback coach and had some different roles, but uh, always dealing with quarterbacks passing game uh, out in Arizona for the past couple years, uh, bringing Kyler Murray into the NFL. And uh, for the couple years, looked great in doing so. Murray had two Pro Bowls before the disaster that was last year that had, I'm sure, many factors to it. But uh, I'm sure uh, Turner would be not pleased with how things turned out in that next year. But can't argue that he played a role in the uh, years two and three that were Pro Bowl years for uh, for Kyler Murray. And year one was the uh, AP Offensive Rookie of the Year as well. So uh, ha has some experience developing a young, uber-athletic uh, quarterback. But anyway, um, uh, more about Gardner Minshew. He's QB1 right now. And that's to be expected, I think, from the offseason program um, that – you brought him in specifically for that reason to uh, to be there until Anthony Richardson is ready. And you're not going to know if he's ready, Richardson is or not, until he starts seeing opposing defenses and is playing in preseason situations and sees live rush and all that. So, um, so Gardner Minshew is getting ready to start game one. I'm not saying he's going to start game one. I'm saying that no decision has been made. But right now, he is exactly where you would expect him to be, on top of the depth chart um, with Anthony Richardson right behind him and sharing the uh, number one reps to get Richardson as ready as possible and to give him as much a chance as possible of being QB1 on day one of the regular season, but also giving Minshew as many reps there as possible. So he is ready to be uh, QB1 on day one of the regular season. So uh, Minshew, I think personality-wise, seems pretty similar to, to Richardson. They, they're both mellow guys. They're both friendly guys. They're both uh, more low-key than, like I said earlier, the, uh, the more uh, amped-up uh, style that, uh, that Philip Rivers was, or even Matt Ryan was, that was kind of, I don't want to say on edge because I think that's wrong. It's, that's, it's not quite there, but it's, uh, it's on point might be. A, uh, a better way to describe those guys. And, and then that, uh, uh, in, in some aspects, I guess, is, is a good way to describe it. But, uh, but Richardson and 
uh, and Minshew. They're they're just they seem to be similar in in, in that vein. And, and and Minshew, for to his credit, uh, answers a lot of questions about uh, Anthony Richardson and is great in doing so. And what that says is there there appears to be no bitterness at all for him for his role. I mean, Minshew comes in to the NFL and surprisingly gets more play than you thought as a rookie because of Nick Foles' injury in Jacksonville and does fairly well. Um, and he's obviously had uh, some ups and downs since then in his career. Um, I'm sure he'd love to be a starting quarterback in the NFL, but he knows his role here. When he was brought in, he knew exactly what was going to be asked for him, and there has been no indication that he has, like I said, any bitterness toward this role at all because he will answer question after question about Richardson and mix in a few about him, of course, as well. Um, we'll probably ask him more as it gets closer to game one if uh, it is more and more apparent that he will be starting game one. Uh, but, but nevertheless, the future Indianapolis hopes, the front office hopes, is not him. And he seems to be okay with that here right now, which is encouraging for just the – you have obviously de- the development of your quarterback and also for the locker room as a whole that uh, those guys are on the same page as to what is expected of them and what they all hope for as this next season approaches. All right, that'll uh, wrap us up for this Colts Blue Zone podcast. Next week, we will uh, hear from a slew of players, Jonathan Taylor, Michael Pittman Jr., both entering the last years of their contracts with the Colts. Also, uh, second-year man Alec Pierce out at wideout. Uh, Ryan Kelly and Kenny Moore, who returned to the team after there was some thought that maybe they would be traded away this offseason if the Colts were more going along a full reset mode. And then also Zaire Franklin, the captain uh, of the team the past couple years from special teams to defense. And uh, we will uh, hear more from the uh, Syracuse product. Had to sneak that in before we wrap things up. But um, we will, like I said, be uh, kind of out of the studio for a little while. Uh, Mike Chappell and Matt Adams will be uh, off the pod for a bit. But uh, this week, next week, uh, some sound from minicamp, and then we will reconvene once again as uh, we get closer and closer to the regular season. So uh, I'm Dave Griffiths. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week on the Colts Blue Zone podcast.